Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. guys how are you doing <laughs> hopefully good um hey Haley. hey Catherine. i'm so excited you're here Thank i haven't you. seen you in a thousand years like six days same thing <laughs> <laughs> ever since we started researching we've been spooking ourselves out i know i'm like so paranoid i <sighs> two of my three stories today spook me the fuck out mm-hmm. <laughs> i i was like researching them and i was like nope <laughs> no 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 <laughs> like if we're not cursed at the end of this thing i don't know i think I'm, all the spooky babes are gonna be cursed whoever listens to this <laughs> morning listen at your own risk and you know what if we had to endure the research you have to endure the research that's what you signed up for when you decided to listen to this podcast Exactly. It's a little spooky today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this has spooked us more than anything else that we've talked about. I know. I don't know. Wait, uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium? Mm-hmm. Not spook. Not. I mean, maybe a smidge spooky in the ghost section, but like, not really. I've never, you know, been there, blah, blah. But this stuff is like urban legends that go back from thousands of years yeah. back into history of ancestors upon ancestors uh-huh. and um anyway. there's just a lot of like weird evidence yeah there, so. so you can go first Alrighty, <laughs> let's jump on into the spookiness huh let's see <clears throat> oh wait 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 just to give you a little structure we are each doing three different urban legends Yes. No real rhyme or reason of why we picked them but <laughs> just yeah. that it interests us then it made us scared, and now we're kind of scared. We are not going to turn the lights out for this. And my and Haley is con- is convinced that my house is haunted. Yes. Like 100%. just a smidge. One hundred percent. Literally sitting here. Her okay. <laughs> Catherine has an Xbox One connected to her TV that obviously has like streaming services. So. <laughs> For any of you guys who have Netflix, you know when it's like not being used, it like just shows little Netflix Previews, shows yeah. or whatever that are on. Right. So it's doing that, and it's doing that right now because I mean we're not using it. But you know the infamous Netflix sound, like the <laughs> like the, <laughs> the loud thing. So I'm sitting here. It's quiet. She's researching I'm fin- spooky I'm stuff. Finishing, I'm finishing up my spooky research, and her controller <laughs> is like halfway across the room. No one's near it, and it just goes, <laughs> like, 
And I was, and I jumped, and I was like, I hate that. I hate that so much. She goes, has that ever happened before? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Your, your house is haunted. I, I'm literally like, I, I'm cursed after this. I already know it. I swear I heard footsteps upstairs while I was working. Catherine? And there was no one upstairs. Catherine. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is not helping. Here's the thing. The Dude. ghost that lives with us is very nice. Is it? He's never tried to hurt he. anyone. I'm assuming. Maybe Don't it's assume a her. gender. They have never tried to <laughs> hurt us. That's good. They live peacefully in this... Alrighty. So, like Catherine said, we're doing three. So, my first one, I don't know why I decided to choose two Japanese urban legends. Because Japanese things are scarier than regular That's things. That's true. I was telling Catherine, like, just Japanese horror films yeah. or scary movies in general, like, terrify the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, more than anything. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Their like, lore and their, like, legends and stuff, they're so scary. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, so the first one I'm doing, I'm going to butcher everything throughout this whole Probably. episode. Yep. But it is called the Kuchisakiana, which means slit-mouthed woman. Love it. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So basically Joker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but she is considered a malevolent figure in Japanese urban legends and folklore. Um, she is a spirit of a woman, partially covers her face with a mask, and carries a sharp object. The legend goes, you see her, she asks you, do you think I'm pretty? You can either say yes or no. The yes is the only correct answer, <laughs> I'm assuming. If you say no... She will kill you. <laughs> she will kill you. If you say yes, she takes off her mask and reveals her face. Like her deformed uh-huh. slit face. And then she says, how about now? You say yes. And then <laughs> if you say no, she She'll kills kill you. you. Okay. <laughs> if you say yes, she gives you this slit. She makes your face look like hers. Oh. So, so there's no winning in no, this situation. Absolutely not. Oh no. So I was um, scared. <laughs> I thought maybe there was like a way to get no. out of it. No. <laughs> I mean, there was some like survival tips that I found. Um Yeah. <laughs> but uh just a little bit there's different versions of this legend, obviously. There's always different versions. So the different versions are one of the versions is she was an adulterous wife okay. or a mistress of a samurai, and the punishment for her infidelity, mm-hmm. the, her husband sliced the corners of her mouth ear to ear. Another version is her mouth was mutilated during a medical or dental procedure. Um, another version was a woman who was jealous of her beauty did, gave her the slit, um, or just her mouth was just full of sharp teeth. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Rainy then. Um, and then after her death from whichever version it was, she came back as a vengeful spirit or on Rio. Uh-huh. Um, and then in the different versions, she either covers her mouth with a cloth, surgical mask. Um, in some versions, uh, it's 
a hand fan or like a handkerchief. And then um, the sharp object can range from scissors, knife, or scythe. Oh. So, now, the survival tips that I can give you. Perfect. Just in case. <laughs> Listen to these, buddy. <laughs> so, some survival tips is to answer yes to both questions. Mm-hmm. And some versions, and she'll just, like, leave you alone. But in some versions, she'll visit your house and then kill you while you're asleep. Um, I don't like that. Or you can just reply basically describing her appearance as average, um, and it and it will apparently distract her to where you will run. You can run away from her. I don't know how you're you're gonna run from a spirit. (laughs) Yeah, right. But anyway, um, or you can distract her by throwing money or hard candies at her. Known as Bekoame, uh-huh. which are just lollipops. Yeah. Um, and she'll stop to pick them up. You know, I'd stop to pick up money, too, if I were a spirit. I mean, <laughs> Or, I thought this one was weird, if you say pomade three times. Okay. Like, the ch- you put in your yeah, hair. Yeah. I was like, why? I don't know. Why pomade? That's weird. I don't know. But it'll, like, make her go away, or, like, she'll just... I. It just did <laughs> say it three times. I don't know what happened, but uh, it's interesting. A, it was under the survival tips. How did someone test that one out? I don't know. Just like that's I don't know. Were they just like saying where's they're the dictionary? And they're like, go from A to Z. Yeah. <laughs> they say it three times. <laughs> say it three times. You get to pee. She's just tired of your shit. Yeah, right. She's like, okay, bye. Bye. What are you doing? He's like pomade. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so the first mention of so folklorist. Matthew Mayer. Some of the roots are dating back to Japan's Edo period, which is which was between the 17th and the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, it first was in print, so like the newspapers and stuff, in 1979, which created a lot of rumors and hysteria, and sh- there was curfews, and children had were while walking home were accompanied by teachers, mm-hmm. and it was just a bad time. Everyone was, like, super paranoid. Um, and historian and manga author, Shigeru Mizuki, um, he said he considered her a yokai, which is a term referring to supernatural monsters, spirits, and demons in Japanese folklore. He put her and he officially put her in his encyclopedia, which officially made her a yokai. Mm. So... Um, and then I just wrote, like, some media that this legend has been in. Uh, there was a 1994 animated film called Pompoko by Studio Ghibli. And I was like, they made something like this? Because I've seen Studio Ghibli movies, Mm -hmm. and they're so light and happy. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know how that is, but there was also a 1996 short film about, like, named after her it's the same name as the legend um in 1998 she was it was mentioned in the ring um and then the legend has its own movie series obviously of course very creatively called carved oh okay yeah so there was carved one carved two scissors massacre scissors massacre (laughs) yes (laughs) and carved zero the paper cuts oh 
<laughs> no, the beginning. Um, and then the legend was also the basis for a character, Dante Vodou, in a TV show called Constantine. But that is the urban legend of Kuchisaki Auna. Okay, so my first urban legend is one of my one of my favorite urban legends, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's Black Eyed Children. So the earliest reported sighting of Black Eyed Children was in 1996 in Albine, Texas, and it was a gentleman who saw them in a parking lot, and they went up to his window, and they started, they they said, uh, "Could you please give us a ride to?" Um, our house, I, uh, we don't have any way to get home. And he felt really uneasy about it. And he said no. And he had to keep making excuses. And they kept asking, can you please give us a ride home? And meanwhile, there are children with these all black eyes, no white, all completely black eyes. And if you've seen like Supernatural, it's like a demon. They have all black eyes. And, um, he felt really uneasy. He tried to, he tried to make all these excuses to, to not let them come into his car, and he did eventually leave without helping them. But it was terrifying. Obviously, these black-eyed children are described as children between the ages of six to sixteen, and their eyes are completely blacked out. Uh, the story goes that they will approach your door or your car in parking lots at your home, um, and they will ask for something or try to be selling you something. So they'll ask for you to let them inside to make a phone call. They'll ask for them to let you inside their car to take them someplace. Ask to let you inside to have them sell you magazines, sell you candy, things like that. And they will keep asking for as long as they want. Uh, And uh, they sometimes don't, they sometimes ask for a very long time. People who reported seeing them felt an instant dread and fear when they were coming in contact with them. Maybe not even visually seeing them or their eyes, but they felt like there was a lot of fear in them when they encountered these children. They will ask insistently to come into your house or car. They became more popular on the internet after creepypasta, but it is not a creepypasta because the first reported sighting was in 1996. And that was before Creepypasta even was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also made popular by a movie in 2015 about them. It is very important that if you ever come in contact with a black-eyed child, that you never let them into wherever they're asking to come into. So don't let them in your house. Don't let them in your car. They can't come in unless you say you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to never let them in your house. If you let them in your house, it is supposedly followed by a lot of bad luck, omens, and bad health. If you ever come in contact with them, if they're at your door, just say no thank you, no, no, no I can't. Absolutely not. Yes. No. Um, while I was researching it, though, I, uh, this, I came across a video of this lady, and she was telling her story of when she came in contact with a black-eyed child. And so she was home, and she was watching TV, it was pretty late. It was like 10 o'clock at night, 10 or 11 at night. And she heard a knock at her door. And there's, uh, there was no way for anyone to see if she walks up to the door. And so she, she very quietly walks up towards the door to see if she can like look out the people. And before she even got to the door, they said, 
she said she heard a voice saying, Hello, ma'am, can I come inside and borrow a corner of your table to sell you some magazines? Right? (laughs) And so she didn't say anything because there was absolutely no way that anyone could know that she was on the other side of that door. And she hears a knock again, and they says she sa- and they say again, "Please, can I come in? I'm trying to sell these magazines." Knock, knock, knock. Please, ma'am, can I come in? It's really cold outside. Knock, knock, knock. Please, can I come in? I would really like to sell these magazines before I can go home. Knock, knock, knock. So she went back to the couch. She sat down. She says they gotta go away sometime. They're 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 not gonna just stand there. And she never responded. And so then she heard knocking on her neighbor's door across the hall. And her neighbor is like an elderly old woman. And she opened the door and she heard, Hello, ma'am, can I borrow a corner of your table to sell you some magazines? And the, she heard, Oh, Henry, come here, quick! And then the door slammed. Because obviously she had seen them and their eyes were all black. So the next day she was talking to her neighbor... Her neighbor comes over and goes, did a child knock on your door last night? Mm-hmm. And she was <laughs> she was like, yeah, a child did knock on I I did hear someone knock on my door last night. She goes, it was a child that had all black eyes. No, no, <laughs> no. Absolutely. This is why I don't answer the door. I don't answer the door either. <laughs> no, I don't even look to the people. Yeah. I just... Don't move. Yeah. Like, if I don't, don't move at all. Don't move at all. Exactly. That's that's it for Black Eyed Children. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, my next one is again another Japanese urban legend. The the name of it is called Tech Tech. Okay, that sounds scary. Yeah. I don't like ones that repeat themselves. No. Like the other ones that yeah. we don't mention. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. But, so that lore is, apparently, it's a ghost of a schoolgirl who was said to have fallen onto a railway and had her body cut in half by a train. Okay. This legend is also considered an onryo, the ventral spirit, like the first Uh one that I talked about. Since there is no lower half, she travels using her hands and or elbows Scraping the bottom of her body, making a tick tick like sound. <gasps> Stop! <laughs> I hate this. Oh my it god! It says she has like claws, like super long nails, so like just the like the scraping and the. I was like, oh no, no! I I can imagine that sound right now, and I'm just like terrified. Terrified. That's awful. Yeah. She and anyone that encounters this spirit will die. They will, oh no! <laughs> she, it, she will chase you down and slice you in half, mimic, <laughs> mimicking her own dismemberment. Kashima Raiko was a, I guess it's a type of tech tech or version. And that's, this is the only one I've heard about. And it's said to haunt bathroom stalls, asking occupants if they know where her legs are. So she's like cl- underneath the stall? Oh my gosh. I, I'll um, never go to the public bathroom again. <laughs> this is awful. 
I, I already didn't like public bathrooms. So, when I read that part, it reminded me... So, there's this episode of X-Files that traumatized me as a kid. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. It's the... I don't even know. Like, I, I can't remember why this thing was what it was. Like, I don't remember the yeah. story or anything. I just remember it was the actor that plays the Oompa Loompas <laughs> yeah. in Willy Wonka, yeah. the, the one with Johnny Depp in it. And he's, he's on this little, like, thing with wheels. And he has no legs or no bottom half. And yeah. he, yeah, like, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? And just the squeak. And, like, he, like, kills people, or I don't know what he does, but he does something, and I don't know, it just, it traumatized me as a kid, and this is all, yeah, yeah this made me think of that, and I was just like, no. No. Absolutely not. No. But basically, she asks if they know where her legs are. If she doesn't like your answer, or if it's not an acceptable answer, she will rip your legs off, or cut them off. Either way, you lose your legs. Um... Some, there's two responses that you can respond that, that she are, likes that are apparently good, good ones. Okay, give um, them to me. If you say, when she asks where her legs are, you say, Maishin Expressway. I'm guessing that's where she lost them. I'll never um, remember that. <laughs> or, you're definitely not going to remember this one. Or, Kamishin Ma, which means Mask Death Demon. Oh, um, that doesn't help me. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, there was that was like all the information that, that I found on this urban legend. But they did make a movie called Tech Tech, and it is, it's about that legend. And um, I just added some of the information that it said because I felt like it added more to it. Um, but it says in 1948, a nurse Kashima Raiko, uh, she. Trigger warning, committed suicide by jumping from an overpass onto the train tracks. Uh-huh. Cut in half. But she was assaulted by an American soldier. Uh-huh. And she associated the color red with the bleeding she experienced from the assault and discarded all things red in sight. So, that that's all I wrote from the movie. Okay. All right. All right. Your second one. Yay! My second one is a little light here. Okay. So, I mean, it's only a little bit lighter. Oh. <laughs> and it's local lore. What? Oh. Okay. One of the most haunted urban legends here in Washington is called the Maltzby's Thirteen Steps to Hell. Oh. This these th- thirteen steps are in Maltby Cemetery in Washington. There are 13 steps that start at the ground level and go down into a tomb of a wealthy family. Uh, Teens would dare each other to go down and touch the door of the tomb and then run back up the stairs. Uh, But it turns out that some people who touched the door of the tomb, if you looked back at the door when you were running up the stairs, uh, you would see a glimpse into hell. So like fire, brimstone bad things happening to people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it was reported that people would walk away and be so traumatized from what they saw that they wouldn't speak anymore. They, they just stopped talking. Just mute. Yeah. Because <laughs> of what they saw. Jeez. 
now the stairs at the cemetery are covered up to prevent people from going down there again. Um, I heard one place that they were actually covered up, but I heard another place that they were just roped off. Like, you could still go down there. You just have to go under or over a rope. I don't know how easy it is to still access the steps, but I would just suggest to not go down there. Yeah, no, don't do Not it. touch the door, no. and do not turn back around if you've touched the door. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and that's Maltby's 13 Steps to Hell. Oh, wow. It's a shorty. I know you got a shorty. It's a little less traumatizing than someone following you forever. Okay. You ready for my last one? Yes. My longest one? Yes. Okay. Now this one, I would say it's one of my favorites because I've always been like fascinated with the, these creatures. Um, but I'll be telling you about the Wendigo. So the Wendigo. It is a mythological creature or evil spirit from folklore of First Nations based in and around the East Coast forests of Canada. <laughs> I was like, Sometimes they're depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which can possess human beings. Um, they're known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, and even murder. It's strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. Um, some lore described them as giants, uh, this is a description of the Wendigo. So the Wendigo was gone to the point of emancipation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton, recently dis disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Spooky. Yeah. These are some weird look ugly little things. But um, I claim no negative energy that's <laughs> said tonight. <laughs> Just sage. Yeah, sage right. everywhere. Um but like I said, some lore they are described as giants. Um, and whenever they ate a human, they would grow in size so that they would never feel full. They were just in a constant state of <laughs> hunger, and just, that's why they're so skinny. Yeah. And they're just, yeah, they're, they're associated with, like, starvation and famine and all that. Right. Um, they are portrayed as gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation, never satisfied, constantly looking for victims. Some lore, humans are overpowered by greed and can turn into Wendigos. Mm -hmm. And this myth served as a method encouraging cooperation and moderation. So if a human resorted to cannibalism to survive, there's the lore that the Wendigo spirit will go into you and you will turn into a Wendigo. Mm. Um, for anyone who has played Until Dawn. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there is a ceremonial dance, sometimes performed during times of famine, to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. Um, they wear masks and they dance backwards around a drum. The last recorded ceremonial dance was 
at Lake Wendigo of Star Island of mm-hmm. Cass Lake, which is located within Leech Lake Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota. There's this thing called Wendigo psychosis. Tree mm-hmm. folklore recommends treatment by ingestion of fatty animal meats or drinking animal grease, and those treated might vomit ice. Ice? Ice. Holy ice, baby. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A little bit of humor in this little. That helped. Exactly. You're welcome. Um, and then for my last little bit, so these are some cases, more famous cases apparently, of Wendigo psychosis. Um, there was a, a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. Oh no. <laughs> and in the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving. His eldest son died. And they were 25 miles away from an emergency food supplies at Hudson's Bay Company Post. Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Given that he resorted to cannibalism when he was near food supplies, it was not a case of cannibalism as a last resort, but Wendigo psychosis. He confessed and was executed at Fort Saskatchewan. Oh no. Yeah. The, the, the last story is about a, a man, Jack Fiddler. He's an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. This sometimes entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis, and in 1907, Jack and his brother Joseph were arrested for homicide. Jack committed suicide, and Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail before he was even told about his pardon. Oh, sad. Mm -hmm. And then I just wrote down, like, in the media, the Wendigos have been in it. Yeah, like, supernatural. Yeah, like, supernatural. Season grim. one, even supernatural. Yeah. yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. Um, but typically, what I've noticed is in TV shows they go along with the humans eat other humans because they're trying to survive, and then they turn into a uh, they turn into a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I, in big bold letters, I put until dawn because that that was one of my favorite games. Yeah. I beat that game. That was like one of the first games I beat in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I felt so accomplished when I beat that game. Yay, your last one. My last one is uh, the Navajo Skinwalkers, which is going to be somewhat like really? the Wendigo, but not. Okay. So, the Navajo Skinwalkers are witch, uh, witches of the Southwest. Um, they're considered harmful witches that have the ability to disguise themselves as animals. Um, they can also possess a human if they lock eyes with you. You can tell if an animal is a skinwalker by their eyes because they're going to have, like, human-like eyes. So instead of, like, a dog eye, it oh, would yeah, be, like, yeah. a human eye. That's creepy. That would, yeah, that would be creepy. <laughs> um, and then lights that shine, are shined at them, they shine bright red. Their, their eyes shine bright red. So, like, any kind of, like, lens flare... Um, flashlights, things like that, will make their light eyes shine bright red. Their powers have a really wide range. They can run faster than a car, and they can jump off of high cliffs. Their supernatural powers include mind control, causing diseases, and controlling creatures of the nights like wolves and owls and any night bats, night creatures. 
Um, just like a Wendigo, they reek of death, um, and they also walk with a limp, usually. Even in animal form, they'll walk with, like, a limp. But skinwalkers, they try to lure you away um, from the trail that you're on or the people that you're with to try to get you alone. Mm-hmm. And they do this by either making screeching sounds, which I did hear. I did watch a video of this person saying that she thinks there's a skinwalker in the woods next to her house. Oh, it's scary. And that there was this, like, screeching, yelling. It didn't sound like an animal. It sounded more like a human. And then they also can mimic sounds of loved ones. So, like, (laughs) skinwalkers might try to say help in like your your friend's voice or your sister's voice or your something that would make you run out to them to try to help them mm-hmm. which would then lure you away from your safety of your path mm-hmm. and where you are yeah mm-hmm. so then you would come in contact nope. and you would just run to find them that's a big note from me so. um <laughs> they're considered the native american boogeyman so they're i think they're a little scarier than a wendigo oh yeah <laughs> This one, your skinwalkers could be, like, anywhere. Yeah. This one, they're, like, in, like, the cold. Right. And these ones are usually in the southwest. Here is how to kill a skinwalker. It's nearly impossible (laughs) to kill a skinwalker. (laughs) Is that it? Yes. (laughs) Well, okay, some traditions say that a bullet or a knife or a spear dipped in white ash might kill a skinwalker. Might. But the, the thing is, is that they are so fast that if you are on foot, they will still get you. There, has been, there was a story of a person who was driving and turned to her side and there was a skinwalker running alongside her, looking in her window. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, they're able to run with your car. Like, if you're going 60, you better be going 80. Like, you... You've got to go. Barry. I know. Oh, yeah. So, here, Terry Sherman, the owner of the property way back in 1996, also the year of the black-eyed children, uh, was walking his dogs around the farm late at night when he came upon a wolf. A wolf three times the size of a normal lupine with glowing red eyes and a mean streak. Terry shot the thing with a rifle at close range, was like throwing pebbles at a wolverine skeleton. Um, and that was that happened on, on Skinwalker Ranch. In the media, skinwalkers are in popular culture, supernatural, and grim. Very lastly, there's not a ton of information about them because the Navajo people um, or the indigenous people will not speak about them. Yes. They don't like to speak about them. On... Yeah, I don't want to speak about them ever again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And that's why I got spooked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Guys, I... Moving on from Urban Legends. <laughs> I am very excited about our October plans. We have bonus episodes and special guests. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have collaborations. Collaborations. Woo! Never thought that we would do that. I never okay. I thought that we would like you know have our friends on or like people that we know. Right. And then all of a sudden we just well you the magnificent woman that you is. (laughs) I just went full send. I was like you know what, 
worst they can say is no. Exactly. And they said, all of them said yes. It's exciting, exciting stuff. Exciting. Um, and we might be guesting on some other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So we will keep you updated about that. And we will keep you updated on the October lineup. Mm-hmm. We got a lot coming in October. We have a lot. Because we have probably about eight, nine, vid- nine, nine, nine podcasts coming out. Ooh, so many. <laughs> We're going to have spooky it. game night, campfire stories. Ooh. Also, all of our special guests. Yeah. And then I don't. Oh my gosh. I mean, what else could you ask for for spooky season? Like, I know. We got to go all out for spooky season. You guys, seriously. <laughs> It's the epitome of our existence as a podcast. I mean, I mean, if we don't go all out for October, what are we doing with our yeah, lives? what are we doing with our, our podcast? <laughs> our podcast is called Saturdays are for the Ghouls. Yeah. If we don't for the Ghouls, That's what not, are we doing? It's just Saturdays. It's <laughs> not very ghouly. It's not very ghouly. So yeah, friends, spooky babes, as you lay your head down on your pillow tonight, do not think about the urban legends. Watch something funny on TV mm-hmm. or something. RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag That's Race. Been, that was my comfort last night. Right. Mm-hmm. Something that takes your mind off of it. Watch yep. The Office. Watch Community. Something. And we will see you in your nightmares. <laughs>